This, this is why you come to church, is to feel this connection, to come to a place where you are seen and heard. I see you, I hear you, that this is what it's really all about. So just look around the room one more time. Just take a deep breath. Just kind of look. This is your community. These are the people who know you, see you, even if they don't know you. They see you. They see your little heart. Okay, you can. Okay, so that's really about all I had today. So thanks so much for coming. Because you, know you know what I've gotten to? I've gotten to the place where I really feel like this is, this is really what it's all about. Anything I say after this is just all the whipped cream and cherries on top of the cake. But this is, this is what it is. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I go around to all these different churches all around the country. And, you know, I do these different talks. And I, I always keep feeling like I, I need to be doing all these new subjects and these new things. And everything keeps coming down to the same thing. Do you find that, Liz? Do you know that you're your minister from before? here. Yay, Reverend Liz. I'm sorry, you probably wanted to just be in incognito. I'm sorry. But, you know, I find when I talk to, when I talk to other ministers, they go, yeah, I just say the same thing 52 weeks, you know. You just say the same thing. And that's really what it is. It's love. It's connection. It's one heart at a time to be able to, to see people and, and recognize. You know, whenever I do, sing my little song, you are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are a part of me. You are the face of God. And I do that in any of my women's retreats, and everyone just turns into puddles. They just get all leaky. And they do because it's like we just have to be reminded that you're just a mirror of me. You know, I see you. I see your heart. You see my heart. That's really all it is. So if anything, my talk today is just a reminder. Oh, you know what? Can I switch over to this? Are you ready for me? Okay, good. So if anything today, what I want to just do is... Sorry. Oh, I just got it right before it dropped, didn't I? Stay. It's just a reminder of like how we can just be kind to each other. Just be kind. How do we deal with all the craziness that's going on in the world? Just be kind to each other. But the first thing is being kind to yourself. I have, a, I have another song that, that I, I love singing. I will be gentle with myself. I will be gentle with myself. And I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. Sing that with me. I will be gentle with myself. I will be gentle with myself. And I will hold myself. And I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. I mean, that's what it's all about. One of the other lines in that song is, I will be easy on myself. How often do you have your inner critic going, why'd you do that? <laughs> to be able to just be easy on yourself, to be kind to yourself, because you know what it comes down to when you're kind to yourself, then you can be kind to others. So my first question is how, I, you know, I started the, the day with, I love my life. Every day I wake up and I say, today I love my life. And one of the lines in there is, every day I, there's a choice I can make. So when you woke up this morning, did you wake up this morning and look in the mirror, go to the mirror and go, oh my God, did you get more beautiful overnight? What is the deal? Did you do that? Not so much, no? Did you do maybe what I do sometimes? Like, oh my God, everything's dropping and you're like scooping it all up. And The idea of waking up in the morning and just having that first thought of the day be one of love for yourself. Talk about a spiritual practice. Every day that you get up, that you look in the mirror and you say, ah, oh, what a gift you are. What a gift you are to the planet to be here. 
yes, I love my life. Even if, you, even if your life is kind of in the toilet, to be able to just say, you know what, this little part of my life, I'm going to focus in on this. I mean, that, that's what we teach in this philosophy. Whatever you focus in on grows, yes? So if you focus in on that one good thing that's going on in your life, let it expand. Let it expand. And from that place, that little light that you have expands out so that when you go to Starbucks, my personal church, ah, when you go to Starbucks, you know, when you order your little latte, that you are, you are beaming love to that person who's giving you that latte. And that, to me, is where it starts. First thing, what do you, you know, do you just say, oh, thank you to that person? Or do you say, thank you, I see you. I'm always amazed when I, when I say to that person behind the counter, you know, what, what's your story? What, what do you want to do with your life? It's always some like 19-year-old kid and, you know, they're doing this work. And I just say, what do you want to do? And they're always amazed to me when I, uh, they're always amazed when they go, oh, like you, you're talking to me. Like I'm this person. You know, we're, we're all that. We're all the idea of just being kind to each other. And I, I have this spiritual practice that I, I want to teach you that I do every day and every workshop I do, I tell everybody about this because it's, 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 to me, the way to start the day is you put your hand over your heart and you say, what does my heart have to say? What does my heart have to say today? And I got that from, I, years ago, I was part of a theater troupe going around to all these different pediatric hospitals in San Francisco. And... We would go to these little, in these little centers where they had these kids and they're all like, you know, just all the IVs are going with these tubes and oh, it was just, you know, they would all just be all hooked up to everything. And in this little play, my, my character was called Dr. Hart and I had a heart smock and heart earrings and heart hat. And I had to just take my little stethoscope and go around to each of the little kids and I'd put my stethoscope on their little heart and I'd go, what does your heart have to say? What does your heart have to say? And these little lamby poos would look up at me and go, oh, my heart's really sad because I just want to get better. Or my heart's really sad because I'm worried about my parents. You know, and I would just give them that space to be able to, to say what was on their heart. So to me, that's what, it's, that's what we're here for, is to just be able to recognize first what is on our heart, what is ours to do today? What is ours to do? You know, and that's when you get into some sticky situations because if your heart says in the morning, wow, I have three appointments today and my heart is telling me you need to go to the beach, you know? <laughs> my heart is telling me I need to go get a massage. My heart is telling me, you know, and that's when you have to get to that place of your authentic no so that you can have an authentic yes. So the idea of saying... Um, no to someone. One of my favorite quotes is from Cheryl Richardson. To be truly authentic, you have to be willing to disappoint someone every day. Let's all do a sigh on that one. Just, ah. To be truly authentic, you have to be willing to disappoint someone every day. I have a song called N-O is my new yes. And all, all my songs, you get to see what all my issues are. And one of my issues is saying no. And so I wrote this, you know, this big theme song to myself. And one of the lines in the song says, how good is my giving, how authentic, how true, when I cheat me just to please you? Ooh. So how good is my giving, how authentic, how true, when I cheat me just to please you? 
You know, if authenticity is where I want to come from all the time, whether I'm up here speaking or I'm leading a workshop or I'm just in the world doing my thing, I want to always be a person who can be counted on, who's authentic. And I know, and you do too, you know when you're not being authentic. That's what happens in your head. It should. It should be this thing going, mayday, mayday, you know, you're, you're full of it right now. When you're doing something, you know, when you get that kind of plastic smile of like, yeah, sure, I'd love to come and walk your 10 dogs and babysit for you all day long when I really wanted to go get a massage. Sure, I'd love to do that because I'm such a good friend. You know, so I'm, I'm teaching you right now to just say like this, a big no. So everyone do this. N-O. Because you trust your heart first. You trust your heart first and you say, what is, what is mine to do today? And if you come from that place of authenticity, then you're going to be truly changing the world. And it also comes down to, to me, when you do that, you align yourself with that spirit that is in you, that knows the truth about you, knows the truth of what you want to do that day, and also takes you to that presence. I mean, that's why we meditate for a few minutes, just to even just get to that place of centering. You know, this is, you are the face of God is the sign language, and this is God just doing this. So I always feel like when I sing, a lot of times I sing like that because I just feel like I'm coming back to that center. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I kind of go off, you know, and I have to like lovingly bring myself back to that center. But it's being present every day to be able to see where you can give that love. But if you're kind of in your own mind and you're kind of walking around in this fog and you're kind of doing this, how can you change one heart at a time when you're doing this? So to me, when I start from that present place, that's when the magic happens. So I'm on a Southwest Airlines flight recently, and uh, I've got the coveted A position. Do you know what that means? You know, it's like it's all, Southwest is in all these lines, but I was right in front in the A position. And, you know, what has happened, what I've noticed, I travel so much, everyone is just on their devices all the time. Like, no one, no one like, talks to each other anymore. You know, they just are like... You know, and it always cracks me up because when I have someone sit down next to me in a plane, <laughs> I always laugh because I'm sitting there and the person starts to sit down and I just say, hi, how are you? And you can see across their face, they get that panic of like, oh my God, you might be a talker. Um, if I say hello to you, that means you're going to talk to me. We're going to be trapped for, you know, and I just, I always want to say to them, I'm just saying hello, you know, give it up. But... So I'm, I'm standing there and I'm, I'm, I'm watching this situation and, and truly everyone, everyone else is just on their devices and actually I've, I have to share this with you because I, I have, I mean I love my iPhone but I have, a, I have a problem with, you know, just being so attached to it. And so I found this, in the not too distant future, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook will merge to form one giant, idiotic, supersized, time-wasting, non-productive, time-stealing, mind-numbing, do-not-need-to-know website called YouTwitface. So I just sort of have a thing about when people are on their devices all the time. I actually even just took the train. We have a train now in Marin, which is just incredible. In, in, I live in Marin, and it's, we have a train that goes from San Rafael all the way up to Santa Rosa. And these kids, I, was, I just felt like I was this old lady. I just wanted to go over and scold them. The entire time, they're on their devices, and there's this beauty going by on the train. And I wanted to go up and go, kids, look! And you know what they would do, <laughs> whatever, lady, whatever, and go back to their stuff, so I didn't do anything. But anyway, so this particular day, I'm watching this situation happen where this man is taking his elderly mother, 
and it looked like she had a little dementia. I could just feel this situation. Even though I didn't know what was going on, I could just, my, my heart just opened because I've been there with my parents. And I could just feel this anxiety that this guy had. And I only got that because I was present to be able to see it, to feel it. And he looked like he was bringing his mother to the gate. And it looked like, you know, he wasn't going to go. He was just going to bring her there. And when he dropped her off, he kept looking back at her, you know, like, is this going to be okay? And, you know, I could just feel this anticipation from him. And in that moment, he must have felt my energy because he caught my eye. And I said, it's okay. I'll, I'll watch her. I'll watch her. And he just kind of went, oh, thank you. Thank you. And he walked back, you know, he's walking away and he keeps looking back to her. And when we got to our destination, um, she was standing at, I always want to call it a gangplank, it's a, the jetway. She's standing at the end of the jetway and she's looking really confused and not knowing what's going on because obviously the person who was meeting her couldn't get through security. And in that moment, um, I, I came up to her and I just, it just felt like a little God tap of like, you know, you're supposed to do this, just, just do this. And I came up and I said, hi, I'm Karen, you know, can I take you to the person who is meeting you? And she looked at me and she said, oh, Karen, you look fabulous, have you lost weight? <laughs> I went, yeah, sure, whatever you say. And so now we walk and we're talking, and you could see the same situation happening at the other end of security, of this person kind of looking like, where is she, where is she? And I kind of motion, it looked like to the brother, you know, I've got her. And we, you know, I kind of hand her off, and the brother, you know, is, is kind of looking at me like, who are you? And she says, and you're coming to dinner, right? You know, tonight, and he's like, who are you, lady? But the thing is, you know, I just said goodbye. But the, but the part of me that just felt like that one little act. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But that one little act opened my heart so that the rest of the day my heart is open, so that the rest of the day I'm present. I mean, one of the things that I do when I'm on the road is I have a, a little game I play with myself of uh, having $21 bills that I try and give away by the end of my trip. So that will go for tips and all these, you know, different things. Sometimes I'll stick a dollar bill in the vending machine and say, you know, candy bar on me. But um, I was at a Starbucks, ah, um, and I was getting my coffee, and I saw this situation where this was an opportunity that I could do my little tithe thing. And this woman was just sort of fumbling with her money. And in that moment, I said, oh, here's a little shoulder tap. Oh, here's where you could do it. And I said, could I pay for your coffee, you know? And, and I said to the barista, you know, I'd like to pay for her coffee. And this woman looks at me like I had three heads. She just turns sharply and she said, what? Why would you do that? I don't need it. I don't need, your, I don't need you to do this. You know, and so we kind of we went back and forth. She was like, you know, give it to somebody who really needs it. I don't need it. And I wanted to say to her, you know, there's a church right down the street you might want to check out, a little set of signs of mine church, but... So she's, we're kind of going back and forth, and she's saying, I don't really need it. And I just said, lady, it's a cup of coffee. You know, this is what I like to do. Just take it. She said, fine, whatever. So I'm just going, oh, yeah, this, this went really well. And I finally, you know, we're, 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 we finally just kind of moved down to the end of the counter, and we're waiting. And now it's really uncomfortable, and I'm like, why did I do this? This was really stupid to do. But we're standing there, you know, and just in the silence, and I'm just saying, well, you know, this is what happens when you put yourself out, Drucker. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Just breathe. And then she turns to me, and her face gets really soft. And she says, no one ever does this for me. 
No one ever does this for me. And I say, well, thank you. I really appreciate that you let me give to you in this way. And we kind of sit there again. Like just. Then the next minute she turns to me and she goes, so is this one of those pay it forward kind of things? <laughs> I go, whatever. <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, when we risk our hearts being vulnerable, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's the choice we make. Do we want to have our hearts be open? Do you want to be open to, to just giving your love every day? Or do you close it and say, oh, no, I'm, I'd rather just, you know, stay safe. So I'm choosing love. And I truly believe that that's how we change the world, one heart at a time, by choosing love. Because we have no idea how long we're here for. We have no idea the people that are around us who we love, how long they're here for. I'm going through a thing right now with one of my closest friends who's going through cancer. And this will be now a friend that I'm seeing that could very well be that I'm going to walk with her to that next place. Done that with my parents, not with a person my age. And so every moment that I have with her now is treasured because I don't know how much more longer she'll, she'll be here. Actually, I just found this. I just want to read part of this to you. Ready or not... Someday it will come to an end. All the things we collected, whether treasured or forgotten, will pass to someone else. Our wealth, fame, and power will become irrelevant. It will not matter what we owned or what we owe. Our grudges, resentments, frustrations, and jealousies disappear. Our hopes, ambitions, plans, and all those to-do lists will expire. Our wins and losses that seem so important will fade away. It won't matter where we came from, what side of the tracks we lived on. It won't, matter what, it won't matter whether we were brilliant or beautiful. Even our gender and skin color will be irrelevant. What will matter is not our competence, but our character. What will matter is not how many people we knew, but how many hearts we touched and how we loved them. What will matter are not the memories, but the memories that will live on in the people that stay here. What will matter is how we will be remembered. Not that we were perfect, but instead, real human beings. Living a life that matters doesn't happen by accident. It's not a matter of circumstance, but of choice. Choose to live a life that matters, a life that is authentic and real. One more little story. I, I just heard this from someone that there was a man that was having lunch with his uh, wife. And in the booth right next to him, there was an elderly woman who sat down, and she was all dressed up. And he just had this, I call him shoulder taps, it's just a little tap of like, he just felt like God was saying to him, go say something to her. Go tell her she looks beautiful today. But then his lunch came, and, and then pretty soon her grandkids and her whole family came, and they were all having lunch. But, you know, he, he kind of forgot about this idea and just went on with his day. But then when he was getting up to leave... He was walking by her, and again, he felt that little shoulder tap, that little shoulder tap from God saying, just stop and say something. So he said to his wife, oh, give me a minute. And he came to the woman, and he kind of bent down like this, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to, dis to disturb you. I, you, know, I don't, you don't know me, but I just needed to say something to you, and I hope this isn't inappropriate, but you just look really beautiful today. You know, that the color that you're wearing is just beautiful. And I just wanted to tell you, you just, you're just a delight. And 
she gets a really funny expression across her face. And in that moment, he did what I just was talking about, where he just said, oh no, what did I do? This was really stupid, it was uncomfortable. And he just was like, maybe I made a mistake. And she said, I know you. And he said, oh no, no, you don't know me. I just, I just felt called to just say this to you. She goes, no, I know your spirit. She said, the reason why my family is here with me today is that this is the one year anniversary of losing my husband. And they're here celebrating that I made it a year. And that's exactly what he would have said to me. That's exactly what he would have said. So thank you for bringing him to me today. Shoulder taps. That's how God works. God works through us in that way of just allowing us to change hearts and be present to each other by noticing, I see you, I hear you, you're a part of me. And when we take the time to see the gift that each of us has and recognize that, that's when the magic happens. I am a gift no matter what age, no matter how I look, there's beauty in each stage. And I am a gift, and I promise every day that when I look in that mirror, I'll say that I am a gift. Can you sing that line with me? I am a gift. I am a gift I've loved really well And every year I've lived Has a different tale to tell I've made mistakes And I have some regrets <clears throat> But I promise I'll never forget That I am a gift I am Sing that line with me Just say I am a gift. I am. <clears throat> and there may be times when I forget the truth about me. When it seems time and youth, they're kind of marching on, marching on without me. But that's when I might need you to find me And ever so gently remind me That I am a gift God's precious child I was put here on this earth But only for a while So I make this vow And I say it with love that I am perfect and whole and enough And I am a gift I am Sing that I am I am a gift I am So right now in this moment I claim for each and every one here That deep sense of knowing That you are perfect, whole and complete That there's nothing you need to do Nothing you need to change no more books to read, nothing. But who you are is already there. It's 
perfect, it's whole, it's complete. You are the gift. When you tap into that, you are the gift for the world, and you give that gift to everyone that you meet every day. And there may be times when I forget the truth about me. When it seems time and youth, they're just marching on, marching on without me. Well, that's when I might need you to find me. And ever so gently remind me that I am a gift, God's precious child. I was put here on this earth, but only for a while. So I make this vow, and I say it with love, that I am perfect and whole and enough, and I am a gift. Say, I am a gift. Tell that to yourself. Say, I am a gift. And if you feel comfortable, maybe tell someone around you, you are a gift. You are a gift. They might need to hear it today. You are a gift. You are a gift. Let's affirm it for all of us. We are a gift. Put your hands up in the air and just say, we are a gift. Just spread that around. We are a gift. We are a gift. We are a gift. Now go back to I am a gift. I am a gift. So repeat after me. I am perfect, whole, and complete. There's nothing I need to change. Who I am is enough. I give my gift to everyone I meet. Every day. Even if I'm in a bad mood. Even if I'm in a bad mood. I have that light. I have that light that shines. Because the truth about me is, I'm fabulous. Thank you all for listening. I sure appreciate it. Thank you for your sound back.